0: As promised, and as I've been saying on my social media, now I uh, got to re-watching all the Indiana Jones movies, so uh, here we go. Gonna do the Indiana Jones retrospective. So to start it off was Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, or at the time of its release, it was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark and this was definitely a very interesting time for film being 1981 as uh, in my previous podcast this was after some of the real good chase films of the 70s like the french connection and various other action classics that came out around that time but uh soon that would all change once steven spielberg and george lucas helped create indiana jones and uh changed so many different aspects of the action genre from the filmmaking to the characters to so many aspects would be changing and this is definitely where the state of action movies got elevated up to a freaking capital T as uh, this was definitely the decade and this was one of the films that definitely pushed action films very far this and mad max 2 the road warrior were definitely those films so yeah and uh basically what uh, helped this was this film utilized um getting harrison ford in his prime to do as many of his own stunts as possible as i did some research after watching the film he definitely had a lot of uh a lot of his own stunts in the film that really impressed me and even some real impressive ones like the truck chase scene Along with various other fist fights and various others, so gotta give him a lot of props right there, and definitely helped make Indiana Jones a much better character overall. And uh, also, there were some ways that the action was used for comedy purposes, also with the Cairo swordsman when he's all trying to wield around his sword like a badass. <clears throat> and I just found out too that. Uh, Harrison Ford was actually supposed to use the whip to get a sword and have a sword fight with him, but he wasn't feeling too well and decided to just shoot him in the end. And we got the awesome, badass, and hilarious moment that we got. So, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> overall, too, Indiana Jones being an explorer led to some interesting action also with uh, various traps that would go off on his journeys like the beginning opening scene of the film where he goes to go get the golden idol but uh makes a mistake on judging where to put it and after that he uh gets a giant boulder to fall down on him and chase him along with getting betrayed by his ally and another pretty awesome scene too when he's being chased by the natives and he's all like uh <laughs> jock go, jock! Oh, let's go get get on the plane we need to get out of here and that's the other thing too which uh, is a real great thing is indiana jones as an action hero spielberg has admitted he wanted to make it him <clears throat> a lot like james bond but different enough to make him his own character like uh making him a professor Along with all the various aspects of his character, from his fear of snakes, to all his various skills with a whip, and various others, and his weapon overall, different from the average action hero, being a whip instead of a gun, but he still uses guns also, obviously. And him also being very relatable, and the fact that he definitely wasn't like other heroes, who sometimes would get hit by stuff and not be bothered by it at all but with Indy in this movie and as you'll see throughout most of the series he takes some hits and definitely can get back up whether it was the truck fight scene where he falls under the truck and has to crawl all the way up from behind with an arm that got shot among various other aspects and freaking just overall truly uh character that was badass yet also still human and could be hurt and not perfect i can see how i think he probably some of those aspects are for the mandalorian in the disney plus series the mandalorian but yeah indiana jones overall definitely had a solid introduction in this film and uh The villains were also real good, those being the Nazis, as the main villain was Belloc, his rival, who was always a step or two ahead of him and plagiarized him and always tried to take credit for stuff he was doing, and he always felt like he was let down in that way. And there were also other Nazi lieutenants and uh, other officers who Indy fought throughout the film, like Tot, the guy with the hat and glasses who had a real funny scene where he makes like this little nunchuck looking thing and it ends up just being a coat hanger when you think he's going to fight uh marion indiana jones's love interest slash uh, slash sidekick in the film and she's also an equally badass character with all the great aspects of indiana jones in there as well and that reminds me too of another action set piece in this film that's real great the cairo fight scene just so many great moments from that Seeing where Indy shoots the swordsman to using his whip to fight all those swordsmen and just various badass gunfights with the Steven Spielberg charm. And there's also a big Nazi pilot that in this fight definitely shows Indy being vulnerable because he keeps trying to hit him and he barely damages him and you can see he's getting battered and bruised. But Indy uses his environment against him as there's a big plane propeller in the background. And what that does is it ends up slashing him and killing him. So my final thoughts on this film is the ending is definitely great. I don't get why some critics try to say that Indiana Jones has no relevance to the plot whatsoever. Because I've seen plenty of YouTube videos debunk this. Indiana Jones is not useless in his own film. That's just an urban legend. I don't know where that comes from. But yeah, this was definitely a landmark of the action genre. It really pushed what action could do. This and Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, were definitely two films that came out at the right time and really elevated action overall. And now we're getting to the film that Steven Spielberg treats like the bastard son of the series. And uh, also one that uh, I feel got a lot of unnecessary criticism at the time of its release. So it was 1984. And this movie was a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that's one thing I always have to remember while watching it. The events of this film all happened before Raiders. And this is a prequel overall. Definitely got a lot darker and more intense in many ways, too. I didn't understand it on my first few viewings, but recently, after re-watching it, boy, there are some intense torture scenes. And Indy gets whipped in the back, and you still see the scars on his back. Wow, this movie definitely should have got a PG-13 rating if it actually existed at the time of this film's release. Cause uh this is the film that led to it. And this is uh definitely one that uh <clears throat> that definitely was was uh Definitely up to ante for it and even though this isn't a sequel, it was the second film being a prequel, but still definitely got a lot darker and more intense overall. And I really don't get why people criticize the opening music number either. I mean, it's just the opening scene. Some people try to use that as a crux against the whole film and I really don't get that argument. But it is what it is. <clears throat> so this film definitely... Uh, Utilized some experimental effects for uh, various scenes that definitely, definitely um, got, uh, definitely raised the bar for action. Like the minecart chase scene, gosh dang, so great, such great tension. And throughout it all, Indy is just hanging on by a thread to win overall in the end. And the opening fight in China also a solid gunfight with some other creative aspects like. Indy being poisoned and having to get an antidote to, while also fighting all these goons and whatnot, along with uh, along with uh, Short Round tagging along with him. I will admit his love interest in this film Kate Capshaw, who Steven Spielberg would marry later on. She definitely was a weaker aspect of the film. Definitely not uh, one of the highlights of uh, Indy's female leads uh that would co-lead the films with him that's one thing for sure but uh other than that there really isn't that much off that's awful overall if i remember correct i also think i heard too this was one of the films that for a few shots in the minecart chase scene used some cgi and digital effects that were so seamless i re-watch them now and it's hard to even tell <clears throat> And this is definitely the film that continued what made indiana jones a great action hero from raiders making him very vulnerable in this film and they also played with this also by using the india setting by having a voodoo doll that the prince in the film uses against him to stab it and throw into a fire to hurt him as he's already fighting and just really adds to the tension because you just never know and there are some situations where he could die if he he does not uh, get over what's happening at the current moment, but yeah, gosh, just uh, that was real solid. And also the detail I mentioned too of him getting whipped in the back—you see the, you see those marks, and they don't go away, so you can tell he's in pain throughout the whole film. They also play with him being brainwashed by the villains of this film, which were a cult leader led by Molaram, who. Uh, partook in human sacrifice and him and all of his minions and other underlings. One of them played by the same guy who played the German pilot who Indy fought in Raiders of the Lost Ark was uh, also another one. And him and Indy get in a huge, brutal and intense fight where Indy is just really having to hang on by a thread to win overall. And this film is just so well paced and the action just never lets up. And there's, just the right amount of time to have character moments and advance the plot also. So really well-written. That's one thing I love about these first three Indiana Jones movies. There's definitely uh, not a weak aspect in those elements. And the next film, as I'll discuss, was one that continued that even more. But yeah, overall, the villains were real solid. Tension was kept up real well and i really don't get the backlash of this film at the time it came out i mean yeah definitely stretched the boundaries between the pg13 and r rating which i feel now is a blessing and a curse cuz film studios use it to neuter films that should be r rated yeah i'm looking at you venom freaking sony has no balls but yeah anyway uh just overall another solid film and definitely the film of the series that gets way too much backlash i really don't get it it is a solid film and definitely not the black sheep of the series like it's made out to be so what was thought to be the third and final film was uh, indiana jones and the last crusade that came out in 1989 after various other action classics would come out and some more of the schwarzenegger films came out in between also like terminator and Commando, and Aliens, along with Predator. So there were some classic action films that came out in between Temple of Doom and Last Crusade, so there was definitely a lot to live up to, and this film was one that Spielberg wanted to make to make up for Temple of Doom, and he definitely more than delivered on it because the action in this film absolutely great. As this was the late '80s, there was more CGI and visual effects. Yet this film blends the effects so well, and there isn't a lot of CGI, but it's still real great and it really holds up. And there's one moment in the film that is just pure movie magic with uh, Indiana Jones walking across an invisible bridge. The tank fight scene is also tense and. Just uh, real well paced throughout the whole tank battle along with this uh, dogfight with some comedy thrown in with Indiana's dad played by Sean Connery which was an aspect of the film which was definitely a highlight and uh, his dad Henry Jones Sr. because his name is Henry Jones Jr. Indiana's just a nickname he goes by my God, some of the best chemistry by two actors out there between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. They really play real well off each other. And I can't really say much that will do justice to how well their chemistry is, other than it is just pure movie magic how well they play off each other. And gosh, it's so awesome that James Bond is Indiana Jones's dad, along with the fact that Sean Connery had a lot of, uh, mentor-like roles around this time with films like Highlander and The Untouchables. So that's another nice little detail, too, I like. And, uh, Indiana Jones in this film also. This film definitely really makes Indy vulnerable as this gets personal with, uh, his dad being kidnapped. So the villain's kind of forcing him to help him out. And, uh there's also a Nazi who's pretending to be an ally of his, Dr. Schneider, who, uh, let's just say, definitely seduces Indy, and he falls for her, and that leads to some real solid tension and twists that, uh, even after you watch the film, they're still nice to see play out when they play out, even if you know they're coming, but uh, this film brought back the Nazis, along with a fellow treasure hunter named Walter Donovan, who was a well written protagonist also and brought back some other characters like Sala one of his allies in the first film who helped Indy out and I was glad to see in this film he definitely had to have a few action moments of fist fighting and helping Indy during some of the uh, during the tank chase scene which uh, once again real solid hand-to-hand choreography and a real awesome moment where Indy fires a Walther P-38 shoots like six Nazis at once with it and Throughout it all, Indy's also fighting a Nazi general who he's been feuding with throughout the whole film and ends up kicking the crap out of him and he ends up falling off the tank and a real great moment where it looks like Indy's dead, but he held on up to a root at the last moment and his dad thought he actually lost him and was definitely a solid character moment, which the ending definitely uh, definitely had a great... Uh, had a great payoff too, and overall it was uh real great to see the way how the character arc was resolved along with indy finding the holy grail using his father's research and going through all the obstacles from figuring out the riddle of every man kneels before god and spelling god in in uh hebrew the great jehovah with an I, which led this led to some great tension and then the invisible bridge moment that i mentioned that was just pure movie magic and overall um a pretty great ending too where it shows a great lesson about greed because dr schneider tries to grab the holy grail and hold on to it even though the grail can't be used beyond the location of where it was being kept and indy almost dies like her but his dad calls him indiana right before he's about to do it and tells him to let it go and real solid film and my God, just, oh gosh, that's just proof to all of those who say action movies don't have good plots or don't have good characters. All I gotta say to that is bull to the shit on that statement, bull to the shit. <laughs> Cause Indiana Jones is a really great, well-written character and moments like these prove them, along with the story of the father-son aspect of the film. So this was thought to be the last film as the final shot is Indy, Sala, Marcus Brody and his dad riding off into the sunset. But uh, for almost 20 years, that was the case. But uh, it seems Spielberg and everyone involved moved on to other films. But around the mid-2000s, I think, was when they came upon a new script. And this is what I think is the real black sheep of the franchise, the real bastard son. There are good aspects to it, but it is definitely the weakest of the films, and definitely well shot and whatnot, and the action still filmed real well, but there are some aspects that really, for lack of a better way to put it, make this movie the Batman and Robin of the Indiana Jones franchise, which is my way of saying the worst one. Funny enough how they're both fourth films in a series, so there's another little funny piece of trivia. But yeah this being this movie coming out in 2008 so uh this was already after the 90s and many class those classic 90s films i mentioned in that podcast came out along with the 2000s and this was in a post-born world so they decided to change up the world and make the soviets the villain because the movie takes place in 1957 and uh kate blanchett plays the main villain irina smolko was an okay villain, but uh, she kind of was just evil for the sake of being evil to get an artifact just to take over the world. So she wasn't really the best of the written antagonists. And holy shit! This is the worst fucking aspect of the film that only gets worse the more I think about it and the more I rewatch the film. Indy is basically a superhero in this film. And yeah, I'm going to talk about it, the nuke the fridge moment. All the problems of this film, using more visual effects, CGI that doesn't hold up. Indy literally gets in a lead-lined refrigerator, flies God only knows high up in the air, ends up hitting the ground, walks out, no broken bones, apparently he has the healing factor of Wolverine, and uh, also walks through a nuclear explosion without getting any of the fallout or anything, so holy shit! And then so many other great action scenes, like the hand-to-hand and in-camera fights are great, but then they cut away to visual effects that have aged poorly, even for 2008 standards, like these CGI monkeys used in the film that stick out like a sore thumb. Granted, there are still some solid character moments, and Indy gets a son in this film, even though I'm definitely not really a fan of Shia LaBeouf now, after watching this movie again and think he's a weak aspect. And he's probably not going to be in the next film. And I honestly think they should recast him. But yeah. So that was the last Indiana Jones film for a while. And due to the coronavirus, the, in- the sequel is being postponed a little longer. And Steven Spielberg supposedly isn't coming back. But uh, Harrison Ford is. And I don't know how I feel on that. But I'm hoping that... Uh, I'm hoping that... <clears throat> that this film can bring back the action of the past not really rely on visual effects like this film did and overall just uh not have the stupid shit like oh i forgot to mention there were aliens in this movie because indiana jones is an action fantasy series not science fiction god bringing in aliens is fucking stupid it would be like throwing in freaking Oh gosh, it would be like throwing in, it would be like throwing in something out of left field. Let's see, what would be a good example? <clears throat> It'd be like throwing in time travel in Mad Max or, or an action film like Baby Driver. It just would not work at all. But yeah, I think from what I have heard, George Lucas won't be involved because I heard he came up with some of the ideas for the previous film that didn't really work. Along with the previous writer who gave a lot of. uh, Gave a lot of the bad ideas with. And I guess to my knowledge Steven Spielberg is still going to be in this movie or he'll be involved. So there is that also. So yeah, all I ask for for this film don't have there be science fiction or or uh, the or what drives the plot be something like. A crystal skull, or they're being interdimensional beings. God, that's also stupid, too. It should have never been in an Indiana Jones film. So, yeah, overall, this is definitely the black sheep of the bunch. The worst film, the film that damn near kills Indiana Jones as a character, at least in terms of his relatability and not being a superhero and being relatable and almost the everyman. But at least Harrison Ford is coming back. And hopefully, a good action movie director can come in and direct this. I can't think of too many right now who I'd want to see direct this film. Just anyone besides... Anyone who won't use shaky cam. Because the last thing I want to see in an Indiana Jones film is the quick cut shaky cam bullshit from the 2000s. To be quite frank, I would welcome one of the John Wick directors directing this movie. Bring in Chad Stahelski or David Leitch, or however you say his name. Those two know action. Just bring in these good writers, come up with a good story, have Harrison Ford do as many stunts as he can, and we got a solid film, and hopefully it'll make up for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and maybe so much so that uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull can be retconned in my head canon. because right now I'm having a hard time deciding if I should even count it as a film. But yeah, overall, there's my retrospective on the Indiana Jones series. Hope you enjoy, so... Uh, Let's go ahead and go on and enjoy my next podcast for my first non movie related one on geek culture and toxic masculinity Duran out.